views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow. Everybody, it's so great to have you here. Uh, it is amazing. It's amazing to be connecting with you. And, 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 you know, it's a moment where we get to stop and breathe and, and thank, you know, thank God, spirit, the universe, whatever that is that you believe in, you know, a great thank you. Uh, take a moment to think about the people in your life that have shown up as angels, miracle workers, you know, those folks that have been in the trenches with you that have sometimes, you know, put a hand down to help pull you up. And it is that kind of energy, that level of exchange, as you just heard, you know, Andrew talk about, you know, this is somebody that's out in the world talking about something that no one else wants to talk about and clearing a pathway. May McCarthy, my guest for today, is somebody that helps us cl- clear a pathway so that we can definitely understand that innate potential we have for what, we're, what are we talking about in our theme this year? Accelerated expansiveness. How does that happen What can we know? What can we do? Part two, intuit your way to happiness and success with my very special guest today. Somebody that is helping people worldwide, you know, step into that place of life, you know, that opens up more doors than you can imagine, but also doesn't limit us, doesn't hold us back, you know, enters us into the world of possibilities. And How is it that May has come to know that the word I can't, the words I can't, even the consciousness of I can't, is something that will cut the flow of wealth and prosperity uh, better than just about anything we know? So today, get ready for part two as we think about and explore, you know, people like Bill Gates, Oprah, Steve Jobs, Einstein. How can we pick up where they left off? How can we learn to rely on intuition to achieve more? You know, what areas of your life do you want that to happen in? And today we get to share or get to learn, rather, some simple daily steps that can help us achieve more of our goals. Yeah, May is back to pick up where we left off. Part two. And here we go. May, it's great to have you. Welcome. Welcome to the show again. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Pat. I'm happy to be here. Okay. So I I said we are picking up where we left off. 
let's give folks a recap of where we were. Because, you know, this is the place and we've gotten, you know, several comments on, well, wait a minute, you know, this is the world I'm living in. This is a tough place to live. You know, this is the job that's, you know, not exactly paying my rent. How am I going to be able to have that path to wealth? Well, that's why you're back, May. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. I'm so happy to have that question. (laughs) So first of all, Dr. Pat, I want to define wealth. Thank you. Wealth is a um, whole and complete life lacking nothing in every area of your life. That would be your finances, your health, your relationships, the use of your skills and talents in remarkable and fulfilling and satisfying ways. So wealth is so much greater than just money. And I do recognize that we live in the world. We have situations that we're in that can sometimes be a little overwhelming. And that this is not a magic trick that, you know, one minute you're in a situation and the next minute you're in a completely different situation. What this is is a tried and true goal attainment practice that not only will help you to achieve your goals, but will, will help you to recognize that there are possibilities to achieve those goals that are beyond your imagination. That's where intuition comes in. So what I teach and what I share, based on my experience as well as many, many other people that you've mentioned, like Gates and Oprah and Steve Jobs and Dr. Wayne Dyer and Thomas Edison, who invented the light bulb, what I explain is a way that we can craft our goal attainment statements so that we can enable intuition, which we all have, and our subconscious to show up to help make those statements true. And any any very successful business person will tell you that one of the things that we do on a daily basis is revisit our goals, which is very different than what a lot of us do in, in society. We might create resolutions at the beginning of the year, and then, you know, by March, we don't even know where that list is, right? <laughs> So what we want to do is create goal attainment statements in a daily practice, revisit them daily, and help our intuition and subconscious to show up more often in more obvious ways to help us achieve our goals. Yeah. You know, since um, since we chatted before, um, clearly we're talking about something that you know, if we had talked about this, you know, 10 years ago or so, we may have gotten a different response. But each and every day, we're hearing about more and more people. And I know that you're you're doing this as well, that are literally coming out and saying, you know, there are days I wake up and I don't really understand how I'm able to attract or how I'm able to be more aware of A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. And they go on to talk about you know, the fact that problem solving of the past and the way they went about it is not really what is getting them to the place they want to go. Is there a difference between the traditional model that we know of problem solving and the notion of intuit your way to happiness and success? Yeah, there is. There is. First of all, what we want to do is recognize that intuition has a source. And you mentioned some wonderful 
um, names for uh, that we can use in, yeah. in religious traditions. Yeah. But, but there's an intelligence in the universe that is much greater than our conscious intelligence. And it's my belief that when we create goal attainment statements with gratitude as though we've already achieved them, if we start focusing on our goal attained, already completed, then what's going to happen is intuition is going to point the way down a path that it devises that may be completely unlike a path that we would problem solve our way through. For instance, I can tell you, I mean, in my book, I have countless numbers of stories, mine and other uh, people who have shared their stories with me. But what ends up happening is your job is to figure out what it is that you want and be grateful for having achieved it in advance. Your source of intuition's job is to create the path to get you to your goal and give you one step to take at a time. You either take that step or if you're unsure or fearful or you just can't get over the fact that it doesn't make sense, and most of the time it doesn't make sense. But if you can't get over the fact that it doesn't make sense and it's really bothering you, then just ask for another lead. Ask for another sign. Ask for another message. And this is where a lot of us get stuck. Our rational mind, as Albert Einstein called it, will kick in and start to try and talk us out of things that don't make sense. For instance, I was traveling. I mean, I travel an awful lot. And on one of my trips, I got this message to drive across town. I got this strong thought to go to a different place across town. And and it it didn't make any sense. It was late at night. I I shouldn't drive there. I I know the place that I can go get supplies and water and things like that for my hotel room, and um, I it, it's very close, like five minutes away. But somehow I just had this really strong strong thought, and that's one of the ways that intuition shows up. So I sat there in my car and said, I need another lead. And sure enough, I got that same strong thought. Just make the drive. Well. My rational mind was trying to talk me out of it, saying it was really late at night. It was a, a city that I'm not familiar with. Um, it's, you know, my appointment's early the next morning. Don't waste your time. You should go to sleep and be prepared for your appointment. So my rational mind was trying to talk me out of it. And my problem-solving rational mind of the past would have probably listened and completely disregarded that message. But as it turned out, since I asked for another lead and I got a confirming thought that said, just make the drive, you know, it's 9 o'clock at night here in Cleveland, but it's only 6 o'clock in Seattle. You're not going to be able to go to bed anyway. And who knows, maybe everything you want will be on sale. So my intuitive mind, which Albert Einstein also talks about as a gift, ended up helping to support this second lead that I got from my source of intuition. So I made the drive. Now, my goal for my business up to that point was to receive a minimum of $400,000 in additional revenue in a certain period of time. And this was not unfamiliar to me. I knew that, you know, if we called on customers and we presented our products and we made sales, we could achieve our goals. But Here I am driving across town at 9 o'clock at night, and as I'm walking into the grocery store, 
a potential customer that I met at a trade show six months before who had not returned any of my calls for an appointment was walking out at exactly the same time. And we struck up a conversation, and before the conversation was had ended, I was invited to come and make a presentation to their group. Well, that led to another presentation and eventually a contract worth more than what my goal was, which was $400,000. So intuition will point you along a path that sometimes just does not make sense. And I think that's why Steve Jobs said you have to actually have courage to follow your heart and your intuition. This is something that you, as you start to use it and rely on it more and more, it's going to be a little scary at first because it doesn't make sense and we want so desperately to understand the outcome of our actions before we take them. But as people start to use intuition and start to trust the messaging, then what will end up happening is you just won't make any decisions at all without relying on it to help you. Yeah, I love this. I really do. And that's really, May, why I wanted you to come back. Because um, I want to talk about some of the things that you talk about in your book that are really underneath. What will enable a person to follow their intuition uh, versus follow their fear? Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I, I'm ready to skip all the breaks so we can have this conversation today. I was, I was struck by something that you wrote in the book. Uh, and I think you were talking about Barbara uh, Fredrickson, the research on positive psychology, right? Right. And I was thinking, okay, I'm in the middle of my, my uh, program uh, when I went back to school and I had heard about pro- positive psychology and I attempted to move in that direction, but it really wasn't right clicking yet, right? Mm-hmm. Here we are today and you go on to talk about, you know, the paper, Open Hearts, Build Lives, positive emotions induced through loving kindness meditation build consequential personal resources, she claims. I would like to take a moment about this and ask you to talk more about it because those of us that have been doing this now known as positive talk, uh, we have been in the world of media where folks have said to most of us around here, honey, you're lucky if you're going to be around Uh, 13 minutes, let alone 13 years like we are. Mm -hmm. And yet intuitively, we knew this was the way to go. And now we know even more that the world could really benefit as we have. How do we hold on to those messages that are being given to us, inspirational, knowing that we can intuit our way to happiness despite the challenges and the naysayers. And sometimes the naysayers may, may be like a family member, right? Not your family though. No, good. I've had had people in my own family um, tell me things weren't possible. And Mm -hmm. so you pick and choose. I mean, first of all, you pick and choose who you trust um, with information that is supportive to you. And it, I don't know why this is a human condition, but you know, people will, for whatever reason, um, because they can't see in their rational mind that things are possible, they want to tell you that it's impossible. Or if 
sometimes, you know, jealousy will show up or um, such a deep-rooted fear that their fear will project onto you. So, so make sure that you've got some really trusting, supportive people around you that you share stuff with and, and, um, and, and keep that, keep that very close to your chest. But regarding positive um, affirmations, I'm going to use that term uh, because that's one of the things that we can use as a tool when fear shows up or when doubt shows up. We can actually use our spoken words to drown out fearful or doubtful thoughts. And I use this technique a lot because I'm a big, big believer in the power of your words, thoughts, and emotions to yeah. create your life. I mean, I, will, I go around the world and, uh, all the time and, and talk with thousands and thousands of people. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to me how many people will not recognize that the life that they are living today, they had a hand in creating with their words, thoughts, and emotions. They will talk about how um, their bosses are treating them unfairly and that their bosses will never not treat them unfairly and how they um, are only able to make this amount of money because they don't have a college education or they are, they're definitely going to be diagnosed with diabetes someday because everyone in their family has diabetes. Yeah. So, so first of all, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. your past history and your present condition does not dictate your future success and your future health and your future life. You can use your words, thoughts, and emotions and this daily practice that I describe in my book to change what you are experiencing. And let me give you an example of it that probably everyone can identify with. Do you remember the last time you were in the market for, you know, a car, let's say? All right. So you, you narrowed down your selections maybe to two or three models. And what happened? You started seeing those cars everywhere, right? I did, uh, and the different colors of them, of course. And you never, you probably never noticed those models of cars driving around until you decided to start saying things like, wow, I'm getting a new car. Wow, I'm going to be driving a different car. Wow, I'm, 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 this is something that's now my goal. So you start to notice possibilities in those models that you've narrowed your selection down to. Well, that's how that's how this process works. If you're focusing more than 50% of your time on the things that you want as though they've been completed. I am so grateful that I'm physically fit and trim and healthy with every cell in my body filled with healed light. That's very very different than I, I, I want to lose 10 pounds or I um, hope I don't get diabetes like the rest of my family has it. Yeah. Okay. So using your words to describe what it is you want as though you've already achieved it with gratitude. What that does is it, it makes your subconscious and intuition sort of shock. Uh, it, it gives them a little shock like, uh-oh. 
we're going to have to show them possibilities to make those statements true. So it's going to filter just billions and billions of pieces of data that are flying at us every single day, and it's going to turn spotlights onto those possibilities, just like you saw the cars. It's going to turn spotlights onto those possibilities so you notice them. And, and for instance, the, the example with diabetes, um, it may be that um, somebody at a event that um, this person uh, it happens to be attending might meet that person for the first time. And in the course of conversation, they might talk about a program that educates people on the prevention of diabetes. And, you, and you're thinking to yourself, how in the world did that person and I get into that conversation? Because <laughs> intuition led you to that person. Yeah. Uh, here, I want to tell you a, a real live example of, of what has happened to me today. I was reading your book again, May. And for those of you just tuning in, Dr. Pat show, I'm here with May McCarthy. And we're talking about the path to wealth, seven spiritual steps for financial abundance. And this is part two. And I was reading your book today after finding out. So here are, the, here are three little things that happen and I say little because, I, you know, honestly, they weren't little, but they happened. I, I spoke to someone over the weekend, and we realized that in building a telephone app, I had actually written a book. Uh, and then off I went, and I was very happy about this and getting ready for it. And then I went back to look at what had been written because I hadn't looked at it in a really long time. And what I realized, May, was that what I had written wasn't exactly what I thought I had written. Okay. So what it means, what I mean is it needed more work. And I had a moment, I had a moment of this realization, which was actually today where all of a sudden this idea of having completed something, I had a moment where I had the idea that it wasn't completed. And then I opened your book Mm -hmm. and I started to read it. And all of a sudden, I don't know what I did. I think I listened to a meditation by Alea Dow. I think I popped on Joel Osteen. I think I read something from your book. I don't even remember. But here's what happened. I had the notion, wait a minute. Don't spend any more time on what was done or what wasn't done. What is possible now? And in a minute, I started to type uh, to put a post out on freelancer for a writer, Mm -hmm. right? Usually my past, if I were to base it on what you just said, of focusing on how long does it take to connect with somebody that gets you? How How many folks should you go through and talk with before you get the one? I put all of that aside for whatever reason. And I was reading this, you know, in the book. I was reading what you say here, words, thoughts, and emotions as tools, Mm -hmm. right? And I went back to what was said before the weekend. The book is already done. And by the way, we have a telephone app ready. So here's what happened. Here's what happened. I put the job post out. And within minutes, I don't even know if it was a minute, I started to chat with someone uh, that reached out and reached out to me in a way that literally said, 
glad to hear from you. Uh, read the application, love the concept, could see the messages, could see everything. And he, I think it's he, or he and I have been chatting back and forth. And within a nanosecond of time, holding on to what you're talking about, I got an example of the edits that might be possible for these 365-day messages. I love it. I went from a meltdown this morning. Just ask Linda. I went from a meltdown this morning about this to a new level of awareness to having someone show up uh, that bid on the project that I'm chatting with right now back and forth who's probably listening to this show. And I'm going to tell you the best business plan on the planet could not make that happen. Let's take a short break when we come back. (laughs) We're going to talk with May about words, thoughts, and emotions as tool. And the quote that I picked was, you can change your world by changing your words. Remember, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Joel Osteen, in the book, The Path to Wealth. May McCarthy, we've got three copies of the book to give away. Questions from you all, 1-800-930-2819. We'll be right back. Preceding audio was via a Skype call. The doctor is in. Tune in to the hit show, The Psychic Love Doctor, with host Deborah Lee. Deborah's life affirming, highly perceptive reading method has taught Deborah how to zero in on specific problems with relationships, career pursuits, and current roadblocks to success and happiness. Join Deborah Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific and for a special broadcast the second Thursday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Do you want the freedom to spend more time with your loved ones? Travel the world? Live spontaneously? Get ready, because the Chip Justice Show is here. Hosts Dr. Pat Basile and Chip Justice can help you build meaningful success while embracing life. Living a life you love is the end game in this new, inspirational, and empowering show. Positive changes for a life you'll love. Tune in every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit PositiveChangeInstitute.co for more information. Tune in to the Angels and Answers Psychic Radio Show with Clairvoyance Artie Hoffman and Sky Siegel every Thursday for a two-hour show, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio. Artie and Sky deliver spiritual and motivational messages with passion and a sense of humor. Call in 800-930-2819 for live and on-air readings. Visit ArtieHoffman.com and SkyOfAngels.com. What is a master soul gardener? With Nomi Bahar, you can be one too. Her revolutionary Gates of Power method is a comprehensive program that addresses every aspect of yourself and gives you the tools to tend to the seeds of your soul's garden. Let Nomi guide you through and beyond what's holding you back and help you embrace the life you've always dreamed of. 
To learn more about upcoming classes and workshops, visit gatesofpower.com today. A word of caution. If you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. What are vibes? We often use this word, but did you know vibes can actually be useful and help solve our everyday challenges? Embark on an exciting learning journey with Caitlin Keat, 11-time Visionary Award winner, specialist in vibrational energy, and the creator of Vibes Up. Join Caitlin as she takes you through the world of vibrational therapy and energy healing with natural solutions for a modern world. Visit VibesUp.com to learn more today. The following audio is via a Skype call. Everybody's watching you. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you here. As I said, it's uh, it's wonderful to have May joining us again. Part two, the path to wealth, seven spiritual steps for financial abundance. And as uh, as we promised, we do have three copies of the book to give away and we'll do it in the the way that we normally do it. Uh, 1-800-930-2819. We'd love to give you a copy of the book if you call in or if you go to transformation and or not or and if you go to transformationtalkradio.com on the right hand side you're going to see a place for you to type a question and so what i want to say is if you would like a copy of the book would you please just type your name and a comment and also let us have your address so we can get uh, a copy to you. Um, you know, May, before the break, I was just talking about, you know, and during the break, I shared with you a little bit more information about what happened to me this morning, the meltdown. You know, here, here I was thinking I had this book written. I had already spent, you know, the budgeted money to get edits done and so forth and so on in the technology. And when I finally looked at it, since I hadn't looked at it in a while, I had a little meltdown and that meltdown could have turned in to a really bad day. But I picked up your book in getting ready for the show. So I want to talk with you about what happened. How did it happen and how can people do this? How can people learn how to tap into intuition? But before we do, what's the best way for folks to find out more about you and how can they get their own copy of your book? Oh, gosh. Well, it's available. My book, The Path to Wealth, is available from any online retailers and in some stores. In fact, it's at East West Bookshop uh, at 65th and Roosevelt as well, where I'm going to be speaking this weekend. And uh, so if anybody's local to Seattle, um, you can also get a copy there, and I will be signing copies. Um, And then if you want more information about where the different events are and some other success tips that we have for business and personal lives, um, check out the website, maymccarthy.com. That's M-A-Y-M-C-C-A-R-T-H-Y.com. And lots of additional information is available there. I love it. Uh, now, 
I read a quote from Joel Osteen, right? And, uh, I, and you know, why did I go to that page? You know, I, I don't ask the question why anymore. I think the word why is just like the craziest word on the planet sometimes <laughs> for me. Uh, it, it's never really worked really well for me. Uh, but it's the what. It's what I did. I went to a page. I read a couple of things from your book because I had, I had read the book the first time through. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is I'm looking at your book. Wow, this is the book. This is the format. And I opened the book and I realized, okay, I, I have to go back online and I would love to find someone that can take the amazing work we've already done, right? And finish this mm-hmm. and finish it in the way I had envisioned it three days ago. So here, here's the question. Sometimes we have a vision for our lives that, what did you say, may not in appearance show up on that day in the way that we envision it. Mm-hmm. How can you help us today hold on to the vision? Because I'm telling you, folks, I opened this book up. I did not have a solution this morning. I had a meltdown. We had already spent the budget dollars. I got online. I don't even remember what I wrote. And within a minute of that post, I got a response back. Mm-hmm. I well, don't know how to explain it, but I know you do. <laughs> well, I can, first of all, I can certainly identify with you in terms of the immediate human reaction, which is okay, meltdown. Thank you. I mean, so, so you're not doing anything wrong. I mean, that when we're shocked like that, um, we can go to meltdown. I still do that. I mean, I have companies that have sued my company. I've had uh, situations where as a brand new startup, brand new startup, our very first customer, we find out that our supplier is going to be delayed in delivering this automated equipment. And if we aren't installed on time, this customer could cancel the entire deal, right? And this is really, really important to our brand new company years ago. And so what I decided is instead of panicking, that our supplier was late, I started thinking about what is it that I want? Well, what I want is for my customer to receive a system that works when they need it. What I want is for our company to thrive and prosper. What I want is for our employees to grow and to be able to use their unique and creative talents um, as part of creating this wonderful business. What I want is a good solution for all. Mm. And what ended up happening is about three days later, our software developer came in and said, hey, I just had this idea. What if we created exactly what we were trying to do, but instead of using this automated shelving, we used static shelving? And we got it installed on time, and then when the automated shelving came, came in later, we just swapped it out. So we presented that to the customer, and the customer was so excited because, unbeknownst to us, they had 10 additional locations that they didn't think they could use our software for because they weren't large enough to afford automated shelving, which is very expensive. They now had a solution with static shelving that could link all of their facilities together. Well, we would have never dreamed that up had we not had the problem show up. Wow. So the point being is you're going to now experience something with this book that is even greater 
than it would have been originally because you've already decided that it is completed and it is fabulous. And now you're getting um, resources to support you that will help you achieve that goal. So what I advise people when they're using their words, thoughts, and emotions is to not focus on the problem. Don't focus on the problem and the worst case scenarios. In my example with the customer, I could have focused on the fact that they were going to cancel us, we were going to have a bad reputation in the industry, uh, no one else would buy from us, we're going to have to lay off our employees, we're going to lose all this money, right? Right. Or I could focus on what I wanted, which was a good outcome for everyone. You focused on what you wanted, which was a completed book, an app that are awesome and blessing our world. And so when people are in situations that are difficult, they need to, first of all, don't beat yourself up if you go to panic and crying and screaming and stuff for a minute. (laughs) But then try to get yourself into a peaceful place. Pick up my book. Pick up um, other spiritual books that can get you back to that calm and peaceful place that you can then start thinking about what you do want. What is the outcome that you want? You want a, a prosperous and abundant life. You want uh, perfect health. You want right relationships with everyone. You want to use your talents and skills in remarkable and fulfilling and satisfying ways that are blessing others and that you are prospered by it. Think about what you want and use your words, thoughts, and emotions out loud because here's an experiment you can do. Yeah. If you're saying something positive out loud for, for what you want as though you've already achieved it with gratitude, you can't be thinking something negative at exactly the same time. It's impossible. The spoken word will always win out. So I end up putting those kinds of affirmative statements on little post-it notes, and I paste them all over the place until I can always be in that calm place where I believe those words. So while I'm fearful, I keep reading them out loud over and over and over again until I get to that calm place again. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, uh, and there have been many things said today, that uh, when you step back and you think about uh, what just happened to me in my day, what just happened to you, you know, in that moment, the the emotions we're having uh, are real. Mm -hmm. And one of the things you talk about in the book, there are many things you talk about in the book, but one of them is really about the power we have to choose something different, including a different emotion. Yeah. And and in going from where I was and fear showing up, right, mm-hmm. to moving to a place of gratitude for what's already been written, right, mm-hmm. uh, and then, you know, getting a level of awareness by, you know, what you just shared with us. We can do that with anything, May. It doesn't, we don't have to have a meltdown. And I wonder if you could talk about that because part of this is we accumulate these things that show up in our lives and we don't apply this approach, right? We don't bring forth spiritual practices. That's why these 365 messages have to be rewritten because in my world and envisioning how they could help people, 
they just needed to have a bit something different. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to do it. I could have sent them on to the book agent sitting there waiting for them, but it didn't feel right for me. Mm -hmm. So how do these emotions sometimes give us a way to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, if you just pause for a minute and take a different course of action, it will really get to you to where you want to go. But by the way, you're not even aware of the place you want to go because I've got a better place for you to go. Does that right. make sense? <laughs> right. It sure does. And and one one thing that that helps people to get to that peaceful place where they can hear the intuitive messages. You got an intuitive message after you got yourself back to a peaceful place. Yeah. And the intuitive message was to go ahead and post and ask for some help. Okay? All right. So that that length of time where we have that human meltdown um, can be shortened by using a daily practice of relying on intuition and revisiting your goals as though you've already achieved them every single day. I'm a self-proclaimed efficiency expert, and I hate to waste time, which is why the practice that I describe in my book takes just 25 to 30 minutes every morning. And this keeps you in that state of mind of being focused on what you want rather than what you don't want. So when a crisis or an unexpected something shows up, that, that sort of takes you aback, you won't spend as much time in that meltdown because you will have a foundation that's supporting you to get back to the place of peace and to get back to reaffirming what it is you do want rather than what you don't want. So that's the first thing. And the, the idea of repetition this is something that lots and lots of famous people will have talked about, that when you are using a repetitive process, there are a number of benefits. Muhammad Ali and Earl Nightingale um, have lots of famous quotes about repetition reaping rewards in terms of helping you to believe something. And once you believe it and feel it, you can then receive it much, much easier. You you see that it's a possibility and it can come into your life easier. So this daily practice helps to create this repetition that's necessary for changing your beliefs and helping you to realize those goals sooner. The other thing it does, science has proven, um, and you, you understand psychology and my husband's yeah. a psychologist, <laughs> but we have neural pathways and repetition essentially is reinforcing and creating these neural pathways that are, are healthy in terms of establishing our beliefs and our habits. So by using a daily practice every single day that's focusing on what you want, you're actually creating these neural pathways that say, well, of course, of course you can have that. And that way, if a, if a, if a tragedy, a crisis, uh, something unexpected that's unpleasant shows up, you're not going to spend as much time in that fearful place because you will have been creating this foundation of belief that what you want is what's on its way to you and what's appearing in your life, not this temporary crisis. Yeah. 
Well, we, um, uh, you know, th- first of all, let me say, um, we are uh, clearly getting the attention of our listeners today. And for Benny, I would love to give away another copy of the book, 1-800-930-2819. I have a question that came in, and I, and I know that you talk about this in the book. Uh, you talk about uh, the chapter expect leads and follow directions. Mm-hmm. So this book is coming in and it's coming in from, uh, I think it's jo- Johanna, Johanna. And the question is, hi, Dr. Pat, I heard you and May talk about leads and sales uh, and uh, have a question. Uh, we're finding that we're getting a little bit uh stagnant that's the word a little bit stagnant in our sales uh and i want to know what is the best way the quickest way for the sales team to uh bring on leads and close the sale wow that's a direct question i like that okay well i don't i'm so glad that we got that question first of all the leads that i talk about are intuitive leads Um, these are intuitive hits intuitive messages i just coming from a sales background i use the (laughs) the term leads but i have grown six companies that had six different sales teams and i've led those teams so i i have a, a personal interest in sales so as a company you have to have a purpose. You know, why do you do what you do? Everybody's got to be on board with that. And then what I found is the best way to actually create products and services and close sales is to actually have conversations with our customers and find out what is it that you need. And if they don't know what they need, talk about some of where what their pain points are. You know, where are you guys experiencing pain? Where are you finding that there's confusion or or slowdown or inefficiency or waste of money? You know, if you could wave a magic wand, what would you change? Mm -hmm. And then we would create products to address those needs. But if you already have products and services that address some of the needs, well, then there you go. You, You are a counselor salesperson, and you're asking them, to um, see if these products and services meet their needs and then use tried-and-true sales techniques, you know, learn about closing, learn about discovery, learn about overcoming objections and things like that. But to start using this practice, what you would do is establish the what that you want. For me, I always establish sales goals in terms of money. Um, some people uh, have sales goals. I'm going to do a management retreat at a location in Tempe tomorrow, and their goal is number of students for their college. Um, so whatever the goal is, everybody's on board with that, and then you continue your daily practice already thanking your source of intuition for guiding you and directing you to achieve those goals, that they're done and then use your intuitive messages that you get in order to guide you and direct you towards that completed goal. And you may get some insights to um, maybe offer your products in a whole different area. I don't know. You, you have to see what your source of intuition tells you to do. But in terms of sales techniques themselves, um, there's lots and lots of uh, training on the how-tos of sales. Mm-hmm. But in terms of being where you need to be, offering what you need to offer, 
you can rely on your source of intuition to give you some intuitive hits or some intuitive leads to get there. I hope that helps. It does. And, you know, she just bounced back and said, uh, thank you so much. And she says, yeah, my name is Joanne. Uh, have you ever, have you ever come across, uh, people that are afraid to close the deal are afraid to ask for money? You know, after all is said and done and you're having a great conversation, how can you help, uh, how can you help sales people have the money conversation? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, Well, again, that's overcoming a fear. And what I would do. What I would do often is because I not only was CEO, but I love to sell. I mean, I, I, I love to sell because to me, selling is simply a fair exchange of value. You know, I've got something of value. The customer's got something of value. Let's see if we can have a fair exchange. And if we can't, you move on and see, you know, try and identify somebody that you can have a fair exchange of value with. So first of all, training your salespeople to, to recognize that it's a numbers game. Um, there's no winner or loser in the idea of sales. Maybe there are for some shady, you know, um, kinds of businesses, but not for yours. Yeah. Yours is a fair exchange of value. So letting your, your salespeople know that and, and preparing them, letting them know that they're going to get a majority of no's, which simply translate into not now. <laughs> so, you know, call them back in six months or a year. It just means not now. I'm not ready now. And then show them, train them, show them how to ask for the sale. Do role playing with them. Go out on sales calls with them. Show them how to do it so that it becomes their new mental equivalent so that what you're showing them is possible or whoever you have that's a hotshot salesperson that can train them. Um, what they're seeing as possible, they now believe is possible for themselves. Yeah. I love what you said because that's what we find as well. You know, our first interaction with people is sometimes a a lengthy conversation about who are you and what's your vision and where do you want to go. And, you know, I have to tell you, in all the years I've been doing this, we have not found maybe a handful of people that didn't want to have the conversation and that weren't a yes and maybe not now was it, but they were still a yes. And being able to understand that what you have to offer is a value mm-hmm. and and literally an exchange. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. Boy, I'll tell you, if fear shows up in any part of that, you know, it is, you could smell it a mile away. And it doesn't it also deteriorate or, or what's the word I'm looking for? Dilute the message of value that one has, if that, if that somehow seems to creep in there. Absolutely. And with salespeople in particular, yeah. um, what, I, what I would let them know is, you know, you're, you're not a salesperson. No. What you are is a professional friend maker. Okay? You are a professional whose job is to go make friends. And what would you do for your friend? If you had something of value to offer your friend... Really, if, if, if you had something that your friend could use to solve a problem or to create a convenience or to save some money or to make things easier, you would completely offer that to them, wouldn't you? That's yeah. what a salesperson is. They're a professional friend maker. Because even if the answer is no, not now, 
you've still made a friend. Now, and I'll give you an example of that. I had this intuitive hit to, you know, one of my goals was to have a substantial increase in revenues for our company. And I had this yeah. intuitive hit to call this woman who used to be a, um, you know, potential customer at a, at a small, small company. And I don't know why I thought of her except that it was an intuitive hit. So I, I called up. She no longer worked there. But somebody had um, let me know that she was still in the industry. So I looked through all my old records and I found a personal cell phone number. So I called that personal cell phone number and she answered. And I said, hi, you know, this is May and I, I thought of you and I'm I'm not exactly sure why I'm calling you, but I, I felt compelled to call you. And she goes, oh my gosh, I'm so happy you called. I took a job with a larger health system and we now can use what you guys offer. I'm so happy you called because I, I had lost all your contact information and, and I'd really like you to come in and tell us about it. And here's the best part. I took the job after we already have budget approval for this project so we can get started right away. Wow. Now, that's what will happen in every company, in every person's life that uses this kind of practice. If you're relying on the source of intuition, just like Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Oprah, and, and, and myself, I mean, there are hundreds and hundreds of people that say it's important to rely on intuition, then these kinds of things will show up for you that just seem miraculous. And, and after a while, miracles happen so often that they just become typical. Wow. And, you know, that's actually you and I, uh, you know, in talking about this. And for those of you out there, uh, Mae McCarthy's book is The Path, the Path to Wealth. Uh, and uh, part of this is, is really stepping out and getting the tools made that I know that you help people with and help them learn and understand. And then it's kind of like that old saying, just do it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it may be, um, you know, there may be an intuitive lead for uh, Joanne's company. Yes. You know, they may think, okay, well, you know, we can certainly give some, you know, sales technique books to our um, salespeople, or we could create a role-playing uh, sales meeting, or we could bring in somebody from the outside that's, you know, really great at sales to teach them. I mean, you may get an intuitive lead to get additional skills and techniques for your salespeople. That's a, that's okay. When I when I wanted to, you know, learn how to speak in front of thousands of people on stage, I went to where people that speak on stage hang out. I went to some National Speaker Association events. I went to some of their academy training, but my intuition told me to do that so that I can be better prepared. So intuition is not going to just help you achieve the final goal. It's going to give you a step to take on the path that it creates for you to achieve your goal. And there may be one step, there may be 10 steps, you don't know. Your job is to either take the step or ask for another lead. I love it. Take the step or ask for another lead. May, thank you so much for today. What a great show. Thank you. Thank you. Very much for having me. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show.
preceding audio was via a Skype call.